0: I'm Rachel and welcome to Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm a stroke survivor and recovering alcoholic and um, today's my birthday and I had a good day. Um, I did walk to the pool. For any of you who listened to yesterday's podcast, I did get myself to the pool. I walked very slowly And I just kind of lost my focus so that I was just kind of staring, you know, like zoned out, I think is the best way to describe it. So I walked to the pool and, um, and then it was kind of all downhill from there. Once I got to the pool, I felt like shit and I sat there for two hours dreading, um, walking back uh, but I knew the longer that I was sitting there the worse I was gonna feel and this is just from all the visual stimulation um, which is why I wanted to go you know Um, it's that inner battle that I have but the sun um, shining off of the water as it rippled and um, the kids playing and everything so I shut my eyes and just took a nice big deep breath and smelt the chlorine air that's just so, um, reminiscent of my childhood. Um, so I took it all in what I could and, um, and I did enjoy that and that was my gift to myself to get me over to the pool and I walked back and, um, and we had, a I had a snow crab dinner and, I had, I think, five floral deliveries today. I I was blown away. I was blown away. I had a big, gigantic bag of candy um, that somebody dropped off and a bag of Godiva chocolates. And it was just, it it was overwhelming. I I had so much um, love, like, coming to my doorstep and so thank you to everybody who um who was thinking of me on my birthday I've got so many phone calls and everything and I really really needed it I really did so um thank you so much I felt all the love today um and so today I wanted to talk about getting active in recovery and It's interesting. So I've been, I've been pulling the parallels between my stroke recovery and my recovery from alcoholism. And this recovery from my stroke, we don't know how long I'll be recovering, you know, we don't know. How far I'm gonna progress? Am I gonna to get to hundred percent or not? Um, I, I'm not sure what's gonna happen. But my sobriety recovery is a lifelong deal. Um, it's a way of life. And however, in the beginning, while I was getting accustomed to filling this gigantic empty hole of time in my day and in my night I mean imagine I imagine I was drinking 24 7 when I wasn't sleeping I was drinking so um, that was what I did so I had a lot of empty holes of time when I stopped drinking and in addition to not having anything to do uh, it, a lot of nervous energy was bubble, bubbling up um, from not drinking because the drinking was was covering all of that up. So um, while while I was trying to figure out how to fill that time, I just started trying. Things. I just started trying all kinds of new things. And um, it was important to me then, just as it is now, to substitute whatever I'm taking out of my life, substitute it with something new, something healthy. So because I have such a healthy respect for depression, um, just like I have a healthy respect for alcoholism, alcohol. Um, I really needed to find a way to battle that, uh, by filling not only my time, but making sure that I was active with my hands. I didn't necessarily, um, because I had also had, um, an eating disorder, I wasn't really too keen on eating a bunch to replace it. So that was probably, I don't know if I'd say it was a positive thing. I was coming out of the eating disorder. So when I took away the alcohol, I started eating again. Um, but I wasn't eating so much that it became a hobby of mine. I guess that's what I mean. So i am I'm glad that I didn't go from being underweight to, to having to battle another, like a food obsession, because I have learned in my sobriety that, uh, people that struggle from food addiction, um, it's, it's fascinating to me because like for me, I can take the alcohol 100% out of my life but somebody who has a food addiction, you can't just remove that one hundred percent from your life. You've gotta, you've gotta eat. So, uh, my heart goes out to people that do struggle with with food addictions. So, as I was trying to fill my time when I first got sober, as I said, I was trying new things, and one of the things that um, that really came kind of naturally, um, along with a new friendship that I had made is walking and running. So I really was grateful to have a new work friend that had come into my life and she was interested in going, uh, walking and running. So that's what we did. So, uh, I think, gosh, it seems like almost every day after work, we went, walking or running or something like that and that was really a great a great way to fill that some of that time in the evening because that was uh, a a huge um focus of my mind and my time and and energy everything was focused around drinking when I got off work. So this friend of mine would go out and do some exercise after work. So that killed like a couple hours, um, when I would have just been sitting at home, probably thinking about alcohol and, and trying to drink water and figuring out what, what I like to drink that, um, that was good for me. So, walking and running was something that came pretty quickly when I quit drinking. And, um, and so I was going to talk about some other things that have filled my time in both recovery situations. And what my battle is right now is that you know, when I was recovering from sobriety, I could do anything. You just give me a list. And I had the capability of doing any of it. Now running was a struggle. (laughs) It really was. I could only run for like 30 seconds at a time before I felt pretty bad. Um, that's because I was just so out of shape and I, I really hadn't been using my body, um, for a long time, for years, uh, especially because I had been working from home um, for about 10 years prior to this during my, when my drinking got really bad. Anyway, so, but now uh, in this recovery, I can't do just anything. So I really have to take a look, and really consider all different kinds of activities. And this time around, it's turning out to be, once again, looking for activities that I never really imagined I would do or would be interested in. So um, I'll talk about that a little bit. So when I was first in uh, recovery, for sobriety, um, one of the ways to stay active is to get active with other people like me. So I hung out a lot with people in my sobriety fellowship and did recovery focused activities. So some of the things that we did and, and well, currently I'm not doing that, but, um, Just this summer, I went to a picnic for sobriety. But what I've done over these years is I've met up for bowling, and uh, we have lots of picnics. And um, as a matter of fact, (laughs) this comes to mind. I went to a picnic, the one that I went to, I guess was last month, right before... I stopped working, I think, or right, I don't know, somewhere right on that cusp of when things were changing for me. And I went to a picnic and I really wanted a (laughs) Coca-Cola because that's my thing. I have one right beside me that I haven't opened yet. But, um, and so I started going through all the coolers and I'm like, you know, I'm opening and closing all the coolers. And I was like, what is happening as I'm going through all the coolers? Well, what I didn't realize is that people might have been looking at me like I was looking for alcohol in the coolers or something. The thing was, the only thing in all seven coolers was water. And so I was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> so uh, anyway, once I finished looking through the seventh cooler, I was like, uh, I bet people think I'm looking for alcohol. Anyway, I wasn't. So uh, I frequently go to brunch with other people in my fellowship. I've gone to plays. So um, I was in drama in high school. And um, so I just love it. And I have another friend in the fellowship who is actually very interested in theater as well. So, um, a couple of them. So, we have signed up for some plays and gone to those together. So, that's really fun. I enjoy that. And craft shows is another thing that I love to go to, and flea market, uh, little festivals and stuff like that. And um, another option is volunteering for service. So, all of these things, all of these events that they have in the fellowship, there are always opportunities for service. So trying to get myself very involved in the program um, so that I interact with other people, that has been really important to making sure that my life And my mindset is, is focused on recovery. And as much as I did not really intend, I guess, maybe not that I didn't intend, but I didn't know that when I got sober, um, my whole friend list was going to change. I have a whole, just a a different group of friends up bigger group of friends much bigger group of friends than I did before I got sober so um and I never imagined it would be fun hanging out with people without drinking I never imagined that that was possible but it really is and I actually do have more fun they say that you're gonna have more fun and I'm like no there's no way how can you possibly have fun when you're not drinking but I do. I have more fun not drinking than I do drinking. It's a different kind of fun. It's real fun. It's fun that uh, that you remember the next day and the next year and all that good stuff. So um, in, if I apply that to my stroke recovery, um, I am currently just right in the beginning of trying to get more involved with people like me. So I mentioned in a previous episode that I found a stroke recovery, uh, support group. So I just met with them once so far, but, um, just from going to that meeting they said that there was a, another meeting right after that that was like a like a muse it was called brain choir and it was where they all get together and like sing songs for an hour it was almost two hours and um I didn't really sing because well I was on the phone virtually virtually uh first of all but I am a little shy in the beginning. So I didn't, I just kind of sat there and listened. And I have a whole episode about all of the cool stuff that was going through my mind while I was listening. But I do plan to continue to get more active in um, working with other people that are in stroke recovery. As a matter of fact, somebody reached out to me this evening who is also a stroke survivor and recovering alcoholic. And um, she called my phone today. So uh, unfortunately, I couldn't answer, but I did uh, message her back. So I'll probably get to talk to her tomorrow. So that's exciting to have somebody double recovering just like me. So I'm excited to talk to her again. It's been a while. So... The next kind of category of activities that I have done in recovery for sobriety, I have been able to carry over to this recovery. And so when I first got sober, a great way for me to just keep my hands busy was to do flea market flip projects. So if you've ever seen the show Flea Market Flip, it's one of my absolute favorites to watch. I've watched it so many times that I fail to be able to find a new episode now. Bummer. But um, it's great. They just take old furniture um, from flea markets and they flip it into something new. So when I first got sober... I decided I was going to do this also. So my mom and I went to a flea market and we found this old baby closet and it was $30 and it had been sitting out in the rain. It looked like it was all dry rotted, uh, but I thought, oh, what the hey, it, it actually looked like it might have good wood underneath the, um, the exterior. So I bought it. And, uh, somehow we lugged that thing home. I'm not quite sure how we did that, mom, but, (laughs) um, I got it home and I sanded off the entire exterior and, um, took shelves out. I took cabinet doors out. Um, I decoupaged the inside with, uh, newspaper clippings. I got some, um, some like coffee spoons and I bent them into hooks and um, I re-stained all of the wood there were some places where I needed to um, cut some other pieces of wood and kind of do some filler create new shelves anyway I turned this super old um, nasty looking baby baby closet into a coffee bar and we had that in my dining room for years after that and it was a great reminder for me that it it, for me it was as if I was transforming myself from that old baby closet that was sitting out in the rain and rotting into this beautiful um re polished, you know, uh, coffee bar. And it, it, I was pretty impressed with myself, but it was really a, a fun transformation for me to use my hands. And it, it was just easy enough for somebody who's not, you know, I mean, I'm not a girly girl, but I'm not, uh, I'm also not like 100%, um, handy. <laughs> I'm kind of in this happy medium. I like to try things and it's okay if I mess up kind of thing. So it was a good, uh, it was a good, um, what's the word I'm trying to find? Like, uh, level for me, not too easy, not too hard. So upcycling, I think that's the, that's the way the the cool kids are calling it these days so upcycling furniture and I've done a lot of them over the years Um, and that's something that has carried over to this stroke recovery so my daughter and her boyfriend bought a coffee table that opens up on the top and inside is a turntable and a radio and it's got speakers around the outside and it's got wheels. And so I'm turning it into a kind of like a rolling party bar kind of thing for their apartment. So it's going to have a cooler on the inside and then on the other side, it's going to have an area for like wine bottles or liquor or whatever, Whatever they choose to drink. So I'm excited about that. The challenge for me has been that I can't get to Home Depot and I can't shop online. So, and I feel bad uh, asking my partner to do more than what he's already doing for me. But um, all I have to do is ask. I know that. So uh, I will be doing that soon. And Um, my sister just brought, my niece brought me over, uh, an end table from my sister that I'm going to, right now that's in the idea phase. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with that little table yet, but I'm excited to have that. So if you have old shitty furniture, bring it to me and I can upcycle it, flea market, flip it. And, um, another thing that I've done recently is I started painting, And so it started by uh, my kids and I watching Bob Ross videos and trying to paint the picture that he was painting in the video. And it's super fun to do. We would all have our phones and each of us would pick a different Bob Ross video and we would watch it and paint the picture and we would all sit together it was so much fun this is something we did I think it was last year maybe the year before so that's really fun Um, but then once my head started hurting um, that's not the kind of I guess, way I would be able to see what I'm going to be painting. So instead, this last time I printed off a picture of a painting and tried to paint it. And lo and behold, I can paint also. So painting is is a fun activity. It t- It's a little difficult for my eyes right now to focus on something like that. So I I haven't been painting yet, but I'm hoping in the next couple months, I'll be able to paint again. Um, I've talked about sewing and that's been a brand new hobby of mine. So I've upcycled some clothes. My daughter, um, has, you know, we always, uh, donate our clothes to Goodwill and, um, and other donation organizations and so i decided after watching a show on netflix called next in fashion again this is something my mom recommended that i watched and i was and so they take uh material and they drape it over their mannequins and pin it and do like as somebody told me today like freestyle um Sewing or draping, and so I watched the show, and it looked super fun. And I thought I can do that. So I already have a mannequin; it's just a mannequin for like decor. But I, so I started doing it, and uh, I, I started taking the clothes that we were donating from Goodwill and taking them apart and using the material to create new clothes so I've done it three no I've done it like five five pieces of clothing the last three have been closer to actually wearable um, so I'm going to keep practicing it and then the most recent thing that I've been doing is I took a so I have a coffee table book that is about um, hotels like bougie hotels all over the world so I decided that I was going to try to sew the landscape pictures in the book so they have uh something like landscape quilting and um so I think this maybe is similar to that but it's really just taking what the landscape looks like and placing sheets of material together to um mimic what the landscape looks like with different color colors and patterns and kinds of material textile like feel and everything so that's That's totally new. I've never done this before. This is something I just started like a week ago. I have so much time on my hands. Um, The, of course, the podcast that the podcast serves as more of what I'm considering like a job um, because I'm considering it my work. It's my work for my recovery in order to keep my mental health. Um, in a good place. So, all of these other activities I'm not requiring myself to do. These are things that I want to do that would be fun. I am going to start uploading all of my upcycle uh, sewing projects and furniture projects on the website at recoverydailypodcast.com. I'm going to do that um, over time whenever I am able to do something like that on the computer or ask my uh one of my loved ones to do it for me you know who you are and um so that'll be fun to share some of those projects and on the website I also have a blog that I've been dictating So I'm sure there are typos on there, but I'm okay with that. Um, Learning, trying to learn how I'm using it as a like a way to learn how to use accessibility features on my computer. So um, although it's it's kind of supporting a couple things, it's supporting a, a learning process for me to learn accessibility features in order to. Uh, go back to work, maybe be able to use accessibility features for writing and editing. So I'm practicing that capability um, by doing my own stuff. Um, so we'll see. I'm hopeful that, um, you know, I, I guess the reason why I'm speechless is because I'm getting into the part where it makes me sad to think about if I'm going to be able to work. Um, And so I'm future tripping and I need to not do that. So back to the present moment. Um, The blog is something I'm using to learn how to use digital devices in a new way to support my stroke recovery. I also have a violin that I purchased At the beginning of my sobriety recovery. And I have gotten it out a couple times years ago. So I got it like seven years ago or something. And I got it out a couple times. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I was going to get it out and it was going to be like, I was going to be like the next. I don't know, violin. Uh uh I can't think of words today. Um g- good person at violin, but um yeah, it didn't it didn't happen. I should get it out again. Maybe um my stroke caused me to be like uh, an amazing violinist. <laughs> I haven't found, you know, they say like some people have like brain injuries and all of a sudden there, they can speak Chinese and stuff like that. Maybe I can play the violin. I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's I certainly haven't found what it's done for me <laughs> yet. Okay. So, um, my sister recommended this past weekend when she visited that I, I should consider baking. So we bought, uh, my boyfriend bought all this stuff for me to make big, gigantic pretzels. So I'm going to be doing that soon. So that is the category of being creative. And then the last category that um, I try to get active in is exercise. And so this has been The most challenging for my stroke recovery because it involves movement. Um, So right now, the best thing that I can do for myself is weightlifting. That does not hurt my head at all. I'm dipping and dabbling in yoga, and my vision therapist wanted me to cut back on that a bit. And so I haven't done. I actually haven't done any yoga. Uh, I don't. Maybe I did it once since last my last vision therapy appointment. Um, but anyway, we'll see. I'm gonna. I'll try it again. And i so walking. I haven't really been doing running. No biking, hiking, kayaking, tennis, all of that is a no. Um, These are things that I have discovered I really enjoy in sobriety. And I'm, I'm certain I'll be able to do all of that again one day. Um, Cleaning is one that I consider exercise. And it's something that When I first had my stroke, I did a lot of when I was um, on my short-term disability. Um, But this time, I am really lacking energy and just do not feel stable on my feet very much. So I haven't been doing as much cleaning as I did last time. But I consider that exercise, um, if you clean... If you're cleaning right, you should be sweating. (laughs) That's how I see it. Um, But most importantly, um, today, what uh, my partner and I talked about is not, I tend to try to cram everything into one day. And so today in this stroke recovery, what I've been doing is picking one main activity per day to do and if I have time and energy I have a backup activity to do so like for example today my activity was to go to the pool to walk to the pool and so um, I spent the morning resting up and um, and honestly. I was resting until all of my flower deliveries started coming. So I actually didn't sleep as much as I was planning on sleeping. But I'll take it. If I get flower deliveries every day, I would um, prefer that before sleeping. (laughs) But um, anyway, so then I went to the pool in the afternoon. And then after that, I really was... uh, resting again and laying down so and getting more flower deliveries so anyway so this is just really a kind of a an a just an overview of all of the activities that are available to people in recovery and um, and it was a boost for me to remind myself that there are endless activities for me to participate in And so I'm going to continue to to keep um, pushing forward and making sure that I have something planned each day to keep my mental health in check, keep my physical health in check and um, and my creativity in check. So thanks for listening and I will talk to you tomorrow.